Oh, giver, I need no one except you. The world fights, but still does not become successful, no matter if they get millions or billions. <clears throat> this is a bhajan of Sanchi's Menutere Bine Kise Di Na Lora Datia on page 119. Oh, giver, wherever you send me, I go. I always eat what you give. I am the puppet. In your hand is the string. I wandered in every corner. I got your radiance everywhere. I saw no one else except you. Wherever I go, I sing of you. I carry your message. You have installed the lock, and you yourself turn the key. Beautiful Emperor Kripal has become gracious on Ajayb. May my love become like that of the moon and the moon bird. O oh, giver, I need no one except you. Abhajana Sanji on page 119. <laughs> Nurete ra ra ta 
quise bien a Loretatia, menute de brinar quise bien a Loretatia, y te llama te nucaba, te giver, I need no one except you. And our next bhajan is another of Sanjay's bhajan, bhajans on page 240. Sawan the emperor came to this world. He made a ship of Nam. Come all who want to get across. He is the divine light. How can I sing his qualities? He belongs to Guru Jamal Singh and he glorified his name. After taking the Nam from the Satguru, he assumed the way to liberate the souls. The place, you the place you cast your glance at becomes prosperous. If you have mercy, even the roasted seeds can sprout. You yourself managed the work of this garden. He came and grew a garden of spirituality everywhere in this world. After planting the plants everywhere, he made Kirpal the gardener. He, the giver, reached Satchkand and started the great custom of satsang. You change your body from time to time in every age. Your nam is merciful and forgiving. A jabe has walked to your door. Give him the treasure of the shabd. O oh, giver, no one knows my name. All this play is created by you. Sawan the emperor came to this world. He made a ship of Nam. Come all who want to get across. A bhajan of Sanchis on page 240. <laughs> O sin nam da je ha jab nahaya Aujine par lang nahaya 
सावनशागते सावनशागते उस नाम दाजे हाजपनाया जिने पार लंगना सावन शाह जागते गुण किरे गावे उस दे था नूर इलाही आया गुरु जैमल सिंगे उस दा नाम आखे चम खाया गुण किरे गावे उस दे था नूर इलाही आया गुरु जैमल सिंगे उस दा नाम आके चम खाया नाम लेके सत गुरु था ओ हो नाम लेके सत गुरु तो रुहतर ने दंग आप नहाया जिने पार लंगना सावन शाह जागते सावन शाह जागते उस नाम दाजे हाजपनाया जिने पार लंगना जागते हो वे खुशी हाले उस जाखी जिस ताते तू भावे हो जाए तेरे मेरे दतिया दाने बुझे हो कलरावे हो वे खुशी हालस था जिस ताते तू भावे हो जा तेरी मेरी रथिया दाने बुझे हो कलरावे ऐस पुल बाहरी आहाफे ऐस पुल बाहरी कमें अपना ते आप चला जिने पार लंगना सावन शाह जागते सावन शाह जागते 
उस नाम दाजे हार जब नाया आजने पार लंग ना सावन शाह आये जगते बाग परमारत दासारी दुनिया ते आहके लाया भूते लाके हर ताते माली फार किर फाहला बेरताया बाग परमारत दासारी दुनिया ते आहके लाया बूते लाके हार ताथे माली फार किर पाहला बेरताया आप सच कंद चाहे के नाथाजी आप सच कंद चाहे के सत संग दा में हाथ मा चलाया आजने पार रंग ना सावने शा आये जगते सावने शा आये जगते उस नाम दाजे हाजपनाया आजने पार लंग ना सावने शा आये जगते जुगो जुग चोल बदले तेरा नाम बाक शिंद मेर बाना आगिया जायब चल के देवी शब्द पंतहर खर जाना जुगो जुग चोल बदले तेरा नाम बाक शिंद मेर बाना आगिया जायब चल के देवी शब्द बंतार कर जाना मेरे कोई नाने चांदा दाथाजी मेरे कोई नाने जानदा सब तेर ये केल रचाया आजने पार लंग ना सावने शा आये जागते सावने शा आया जागत उस नाम दाजे हाजपनाया आजने पार लंग ना सावन शाह आया जागत
Sawan the emperor came to this world. He made a ship of Nam. Come, all who want to get across. <clears throat> the current issue of Sampani magazine was mailed to subscribers earlier last week. Uh, there are copies available at the book table. This first reading is a talk that was given to a group of disciples in Rajasthan before they visited the underground meditation room. This talk was given in February of 1984 and was printed under the title, He Was the Ocean of Love. And Sanchi says, Many dear ones, most all of you have been to this place. Whenever we go to such places, we should take the inspiration from them. I'll tell you one very interesting thing. When I was entering this underground room for the meditation, I requested Almighty Kripal, saying, Oh, my Lord, I am worthless. I am poor. I am very weak, and the negative power is very strong. Just by hearing his name, the soul trembles. So you have to protect me. You have to help me. So please protect me and help me. And he did help me. He protected me from the tricks of the negative power. Yesterday in the satsang, it was said that Satguru is the giver of all the bounty. He is the owner of all the wealth. But we get from him according to our own past karmas. Even though he wants to give all the riches he has, but we get only what is written in our fate. But it is true that any soul who sits for the meditation, Satguru definitely showers all possible grace on that soul, like he did on this poor soul, who sat in this underground room for the meditation. So I hope that all of you will get the inspiration of doing more meditation. And when you go back to your homes, that you will still continue doing the meditation. I always say that I only got love from my master. He was a gracious being. I was not worth anything, but he made me prosper. He gave me everything. Since he was the ocean of love, and I had not asked for anything of the world from him, he made me wealthy with love. I asked only for love from him, and he gave me his love. I was the devotee of love, and he was the ocean of love. Often I have said that the eyes are the dyers, the eyes are the dye stuff, and the eyes are that cloth which needs to be dyed. The eyes dye the eyes. In the same way, here the eye worked for the eye without expecting anything in return. <clears throat> Love is not like a trader's shop. In love, one does not work only after saying, if you will give me these things, I will love you. In love, we just have to go on doing our work, and it is his job to reward us. Master Sawan Singh Ji used to say that the owner of an animal is worried for the animal, 
He knows when he has to move the animal from the sun into the shade, and when he has to bring it back into the sun, and when he has to feed it. In the same way, he in whose remembrance you are sitting, he for whom you are working, is he so unjust that he will not give you what you deserve? You should take back pure thoughts. You should take back inspiration from this place. And after getting back to your homes, you should still do your meditation. This weekend, we have been celebrating and remembering Master Kripal's first visit and the blessings he showered in naming Sampadi an ashram. And if the weather is any indication, the blessings of Sawan are continuing to be showered here. And for those people on the tape circuit, we've just had a day and a half of heavy pouring rain. <clears throat> I'm going to read Russell's account of Master Kripal Singh's first visit to Sampani from the book, The Impact of a Saint. I've done some selective editing so that I'll only be reading those sections that concern the master's visit. However, a little background might be helpful. Russell was initiated in the spring of 1958, and he describes this in the book. And the period of time from when he was initiated until he met the master physically was a long five years. And he relates that his practice of the path was sometimes strong and at other times non-existent. So one day in the spring of 1962, four years after initiation, Russell learned that there would be a gathering of initiates in Boston. And while he hadn't had any contact with other disciples in many years, he decided to attend the meeting, and he did. And then a few months after that, the master's American representative asked Russell to hold satsang in San Martin. And now I'm picking up from the book. I was reluctant to do so and wrote the master myself to make sure it was really all right with him. He replied that he was glad to learn that I was holding satsang. My reluctance continued, however, and it was another six months before I started actually doing it. In September of 1962, we purchased the abandoned farm that later became known as Santhani Ashram. It was never at any time our intention to found an ashram. We were looking for an isolated place in the country to live quietly and raise our kids. We named the place Santhani Farm. I took the name from an old book published during Baba Salam Singh's lifetime by the Santhani Book Depot. The name stuck with me. It has various meanings in Sanskrit and Hindi, the teachings of the saints, the voice of the saints, etc. And I felt moved to name our farm accordingly, although it did not seem particularly appropriate. Once we moved in, I began holding satsang in January of 1963, and those meetings have continued since then without a break. In the spring, we learned that Master might be making his second world tour very soon. 
skeptical at first because we had heard similar rumors many times before, we nonetheless invited him to visit our farm. We never dreamed that he would really come. Attendance at our weekly meetings was still tiny, and there was only one person besides ourselves who had taken the initiation. But to our intense amazement and joy, and against all consistencies of logic, he accepted our invitation. In June, we learned that he had left India and was actually in Europe on the first leg of his tour. Clearly, there was no internet. Sometime in August, we received a copy of the tour schedule and found that he would arrive in Washington, D.C. on the 1st of September and that he would be at Sanpani Farm on October 11th. Incredible. Five years after our initiation and two years after we had come back to the path, we were going to see our master in the flesh. Master did arrive in the United States on September 1st, 1963, a Sunday. And although we missed the first sight of him at the airport, we saw him later that same day. <clears throat> I think everyone can imagine the excitement and anticipation mixed with a little fear. Suppose he wasn't what he was supposed to be. That was with us all during the long drive from New Hampshire down to Washington. When we got there, it was about 3.30 p.m. <clears throat> and Mr. Kana, Master's representative, told us that Master was just leaving for the friend's meeting house to hold satsang, and we could follow him over. We jumped back in the car, backed it into a driveway across the street so that we were facing the house directly, and just at that instant, Master came out. We had a marvelous darshan for just half a minute. Even now, after seeing him many hundreds of times, I cannot forget that first incredible sight of him coming out of the house and getting into the car. Just the way he held his magnificent head and walked out was moving beyond words. <coughs> At the sight of him, Judith burst into tears, and I was overwhelmed with a sense of my own triviality. Seeing him, I understood instantly why the books lay such stress on the company of the saints. Master stayed in Washington for 27 days, but we were only there for three of them. Our house was badly in need of a great deal of work before it would be fit for him. The night we were due to leave, he granted us a very sweet darshan in his room, gave us prashad, and talked lovingly about coming to our farm. We had a great deal of work to do preparing for his visit. So much work that there was literally no time for worrying. We worked day and night. I had left my job and Judith and I did nothing but work on the house 12 or 14 hours a day. My meditations, which were no good anyway, were forgotten about. Judith kept hers up by getting by with two hours of sleep a night, literally. All sense of a future was lost. As far as we were concerned, <clears throat> the world ended. The world ended on October 11th, the day Master was coming. Those were difficult days in many ways, but I think they were the happiest days of my life up to that point. <clears throat> Despite the fact that the repairs on the house involved are going into debt with absolutely no assurance of being able to pay it back, 
but we could see only one thing. The master was coming. And the next time we saw him was in Boston at Millie Prendergast's house where he was staying. On Friday, October 11th, he came to St. Bonnie Farm, and our new life in him began. <clears throat> Later, it seemed that the great gulf fixed between the old and the new opened on this day. One 24-hour period and what changes it wrought. All of the hard work and the nightmare anxiety of the previous five weeks faded away in the unearthly joy those 24 hours brought. After it was over, I reflected that it was the one event in my life that had not only been as good as I could have imagined, but infinitely better. I understood for the first time what it is like to be loved, really loved, by someone who knew what I really was. I had a taste, that is, of the love of God. I had gone with our three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Miriam, to the nearest exit off of Interstate 93 to meet the master and the caravan, caravan of five or six cars that was accompanying him. When we arrived at St. Bonnie, I jumped out of my car and rushed over to his. Judith, with our two-year-old son, Eric, in her arms, was already greeting him. He spoke to us very kindly and slowly climbed the little hill on which the house stood. When he reached the front door, he turned and looked slowly and thoughtfully over the beautiful New Hampshire landscape spread out before him. He laughed and said very quietly, almost under his breath, Nature is always beautiful, except when tormented by man. And then he went into the house. A little later, Judith and I were looking out the back window when we saw him walking up the hill behind the house to a large and prominent rock under a cherry tree. He was accompanied only by Bibi Hardavy, his housekeeper who looked after his needs. When, we reached, when he reached the rock, he took off his turban and lay down on the grass, Taiji squatting nearby. Judith and I watched wide-eyed, we nudged each other in suppressed excitement. What happened then was surely the most light-hearted satsang ever. <clears throat> As the disciples discovered where he was, they gathered around him. There were about 15 or 20 people. While he sat on, sat on the rock, put them in meditation, tossed them prashad apples, joked and teased with them, took pictures of them because they had been taking pictures of him, and in general made them very happy. But not me. I and three others were at the Unitarian Church in nearby Franklin, where the master was scheduled to speak that night, getting the auditorium ready for his talk. We missed the whole thing. That night the master gave his talk, and a very good talk it was, to a good-sized crowd which asked interesting questions afterwards. Toward the end of the talk, he mentioned that he was happy to have spent the day at Sampani Ashram. This was the first time that our farm had ever been referred to in that way, and our subsequent use of the term dates from that moment. Judith rode to the church that night in the car with the master, and on the way in he said to her, Your husband missed everything this afternoon, 
and she explained, and he nodded. <clears throat> the following morning, a group meditation was held at our now ashram. It was the first time I had meditated since having an experience while meditating with the Master two days before. This time the light was even more intense and more bright, <clears throat> and through it I caught glimpses of much more. When the Master came to me afterwards, I told him what I had seen, and he twinkled. Later, later I went up to him and said, I just want to thank you for that beautiful meditation this morning. I know I couldn't have done it by myself. He looked at me and said matter-of-factly, Well, you missed all the fun yesterday, and he smiled into my eyes. Later that same morning, he was standing behind the big house alone, and I went up to him. Last night, I heard you refer to this place as an ashram. Judith and I have talked it over, and we agreed that we would like to give it to you. Master said, You keep custody. Maintain it according to my teachings. That's all. And it was in October of 1972 that Master Kripal came back to Sampani Ashram. And I'm going to read the account of his visit at that time. This is from Gyanaji's report on Master's tour, the Third World Tour. <coughs> so the account begins, The Master left by car. <clears throat> he had been in Boston again. Uh, he had been in Boston before coming to New Hampshire. The master left by car for Sampani Ashram, Samberton, New Hampshire, at 9 p.m. on October 15th, immediately after the evening lecture at Harvard University. A few devotees accompanied him, the great majority arriving the next day when the official program began. Sampani Ashram consists of about 200 acres of mostly forest land in the foothills of the White Mountains. It was founded as an ashram by the master himself during his previous visit in October 1963, just nine years earlier. Many changes had taken place in the meantime as the work there had grown enormously, including the construction of a large satsang hall and several other buildings. In preparation for his coming, the dear ones there had made with their own hands and great devotion a house for the master to live in. It was to this house by the side of a pond that master was taken, outside of which were a large group of local initiates waiting with great joy to see him. He sat with them so lovingly in the living room of his house and reminisced about his previous visit and other past events. The weather was cold, but as he said smilingly, Love knows no cold. The next morning, people began arriving from all over. The satsang hall and the main guest house, together with all other houses on the ashram, had been pressed into service in order to accommodate the devotees. In addition, two large tents had been constructed specially for the visit. <clears throat> 
with the loving cooperation of the local initiates, who worked very hard both before and during the visit. A langar, free kitchen was set up, and with his grace, two meals a day were served throughout his stay. The atmosphere there is quiet and congenial for meditation. As the Oriental proverb says, mungal in the jungle, meaning bliss in the forest. Many people wanted to be there in Master's company, and about 500 persons were fed and accommodated during his stay. Many others from the local area attended the public talks and came to see the Master. At 9 a.m., October 16th, the Master put all the initiates present into meditation after giving a short, short talk in which he commented on the radical change that had taken place at the ashram since he had been there last. He mentioned that there were only a few people and only one main building and that there had been a rapid improvement. He urged the dear ones present to utilize the five days they had here for meditation and told them not to gossip or waste time in frivolous activities. <clears throat> Some of the public talks were held outdoors by the pond next to the master's house and others were held in the satsang hall which, however, was not nearly large enough to hold the dear ones who had flocked there. In order to accommodate as many people as possible, it was necessary for the dear ones to sit on the floor with their knees drawn up in front of them. In this way, about 700 people were squeezed in. But this was still not enough. An overflow space was provided in the main guest house with master's talk piped in on a speaker. The master graciously came down after the talk and gave darshan to those dear ones. About a hundred more were accommodated this way, but this was still not enough. So some dear ones remained outside the hall during the talk and heard him over a loudspeaker set up outside. But when master looked out the window and saw them outside, he instructed everyone inside to squeeze up still tighter so that their brothers and sisters could come in. Everyone had thought they were squeezed as tight as they possibly could be, but somehow room was made for all the others. On some occasions, however, people were left standing outside. They just could not be squeezed in. Once, after all efforts had been made, Master said about those outside so compassionately, <clears throat> God bless them. Part of my attention will be outside with them. When weather permitted, and despite the cold wind that blew continually, the great master held satsang outdoors. Here, everyone could sit in one place and enjoy his bliss. A number of darshans were held in the master's house. <clears throat> Here, of course, only a few could get in, but it was the effort of the organizers to ensure that everyone present was given a chance to sit in the master's living room with him at least once during his stay. Some of those sessions were very profound, others lighthearted and jolly. At one session, a group leader inquired how to save himself from group leader disease. The master replied very strongly that he must remember he is working for God. He told him that if, we, if he had a shield of humility, then nobody will harm him. <clears throat> he added, the master added that he should never take credit for any work he did but be aware that he was simply a pipeline.
On another occasion, a very old retired Christian minister was present, the grandfather of an initiate. The master treated him with great respect and engaged him in conversation for some time. The gentleman said, I feel peace in your presence, sir, but I can't call you master. The master smiled at him and asked, What is your age, sir, if I may ask? The gentleman replied that he was 87 years old. The master said, All right, just take me as your younger brother. The satsangis from Clinton, Maine, who operate Kirpal Goat Farm there, met with the master for the purpose of establishing a branch of Manakendra at their farm. The master advised them to think over the issue calmly and said that it is not difficult to start things, but very difficult to maintain them. At one of the afternoon meetings held outdoors, the entire student body and faculty of Horizons Edge School, a nearby private school, came to hear the master. He addressed the discourse to them and, spoke, and afterwards spoke with them in his house where he joked with them and gave them prashad. He told them to be devoted and obedient to their teachers since only one-third comes through reading, the rest comes through receptivity. He also advised them to read biographies of great men. On Tuesday, October 17th, the master paid a visit to the Sampani Press in Tilton, New Hampshire, where the magazine and some of his books are printed. He thus graciously blessed the place, much to the joy of the press staff. On the evening of October 19th, the master spoke before an absolutely packed hall on the importance and nature of masters, an extraordinary talk. The atmosphere of love and joy that had been building all week long reached a peak in this memorable satsang, which will live in the memory of all who heard it. On Friday morning, October 20th, the Master gave initiation to 53 persons and connected them with the sound and light within. That afternoon, after, after a very sweet farewell darshan outdoors, the Master left by car to take his unfathomable love to Kirpal Ashram in Vermont. <clears throat> And the satsang that Master gave on Thursday evening was printed under the title, The Gift of the Living Master. And I'm going to read a portion of this, the, the first part of this now. Uh, I'm reading from the October 1985 Sampani magazine. And Master begins by saying, I may submit to you, this is my last talk here, that the subject of spirituality wholly hinges on the word master or guru. If you understand the word master or guru, you understand the whole theory of the teachings of the masters. All scriptures that are available to us speak of the unavoidable necessity, I would say, of the existence of a master, or a guru, or a saint. This is no new subject. Even in the old days, when the masters came on the scene, this question was considered to be very important. Guru Nanak took four trips, 
one to the north to the Himalayas, one to the east to Burma and China, the third to the south to Ceylon, and the fourth to the west, Persia, Arabia, Jerusalem, Egypt. When he went to the Himalayas, the Siddhas put a question to him, Who is your guru? And he told them, Shabad is my guru. Do you know what is meant by Shabad? God is a Shabad, wordless, nameless. When it came into expression, it was called word. It was called Shabd. It was called Nam or name. So he said, my guru is Shabd. The God into expression power is my guru. God is my guru and he will lead me into the absolute God. The tenth guru refers to his past lives, which very few saints have done. He said, I was undergoing great penances, great meditations. Ultimately, I realized that God was within me and I in him. God ordered me to go to the world. I told him I did not want to come back. Who is ready to leave that blissful state and come to the world? You see, when the masters come, they are ordered to come. Nobody would like to leave that place of permanent peace and joy to come down. But God ordered me. All right, you go. What for shall I go? And he said, I have sent so many before. They all gave out their message, of course, but ultimately they asked all to worship them. We worship the incarnations, you know. Only a few... He put a great admonition. Whosoever shall call me God will go to hell. Kabir was asked, Who is your guru and master? And he said, The one who has sent me. He is my master. I am his slave. I am his messenger. Prophet Muhammad said the same thing. I am a mere messenger. You see, Rasul means he who brings the message of God. Similarly, Kabir said, My master lives in me, but he lives above all these outgoing faculties. So they are quite conscious. They are sent by God. They are word made flesh. And they say that word resides in every heart. And you are to worship him and him alone. Have respect for everybody. But one is to be worshipped, God. So all masters who have come, they are working to just unite you with God. Go back to your home. They come to help you to go back home and also give you a contact. Because where is God? He is in the same body in which you are living. He is the controlling power within you. He is the controlling power of the whole universe. How systematically it works, you see. There are so many planets and other things going round and round. They never clash with each other. How controlled they are. Some scientists have also come to the decision that there is a maker of this whole universe who is conscious. So who is a master? God resides in everybody. 
a master is one in whom he is manifested. In all of us, he is there. He is the controlling power, but he is not fully manifest. So what is the work of that manifested God? He says, I will give you eternal life, and those to whom I have given, they will never perish. I'm quoting Christ's words, you see. Never perish, and there is no power which can snatch him away from my hands. Swamiji also referred to that. In whomsoever I sow the seed of Nam, even the negative power has no control. All other saints say the same thing. So what do masters do? Those who come to him may leave him, but the master never leaves them. That's one thing you see. Our master used to say, he has got a long rope. Any time he just draws the chain, he will be all right. So blessed you are. You are fortunate. You have been given that seed with God's grace, with the grace of my guru, of course. That will never perish. That power never leaves you. When I came on my first tour, people asked me, when is Christ returning? I told them, has he ever left you? Because we have got his words with us. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. If he is not leaving us, how can he come again? He never leaves. He manifests from time to time at different human poles to guide the child humanity. He is always, at all times, even now, every time, because that is the divine link. For those who are hungry, there is food. For those who are thirsty, there is water. And that water of life, or bread of life, they give. The masters come down to give. So the first thing is that they never leave you. And those who come to him and abide by his commandments, if at least they have got a ruling love for him, they can never go to hell. And the tape we're beginning today is a satsang. This is another one of the satsangs that has not been printed yet. This talk was given in Australia in April of 1985. <laughs> जरूर जिंदी है कुदरत कह लो परमात्मा कह लो भगवान कह लो ओ अपने आप सुते सिद्ध ही अपना काम करता रहता है तो सी मनो भगवान नो या ना मनो ये थोड़ी अपनी मर्जी है लेकिन भगवान ने दया करके इंसानी जामा जत्ता ये इंसानी जामा देवता के ऐसी की सोचना है कि पशु पंचियां ने भी जामा मिलिया है सानी पता ही है कि अगर ऐसे दुनिया देखोगा देख 
ਜਾਂ ਐਸੇ ਹੀ ਸ਼ਰਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਖੋ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸੌਂ ਕੇ ਖੋ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਰਨਸਾਨਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੀ ਫਰਕ ਹੋ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੀਆਂ ਬੀਬੀ ਤਾਂ ਪਸ਼ੂ ਪੰਛੀ ਵੀ ਬਣਦੇ ਹਨ ਔਰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਕੌਣ ਟ੍ਰੇਨਿੰਗ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਭੋਗ ਭੋਗਣ ਦੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਸੁਧੇ ਗਿਆਨ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਬੱਚੇ ਬੱਚੀਆਂ ਪਸ਼ੂ ਪੰਛੀਆਂ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਹਨ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਸੌਂਦੇ ਹਨ ਅਸੀਂ ਵੀ ਸੌਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਅਨਸਾਨਾ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਬੱਚੇ ਬੱਚੀਆਂ ਹਨ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਦੁੱਖ ਸੁੱਖ ਗਰੀਬੀ ਅਮੀਰੀ ਬਿਮਾਰੀ ਤੰਦਰੁਸਤੀ ਹਰ ਜੂਨ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਅਨਸਾਨ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਾਹਮਣਾ ਕਰ ਲਵਾਂਗੇ ਫਿਰ ਵੀ ਕੋਈ ਫਰਕ ਨਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਅਗਰ ਅਨਸਾਨੀ ਜਾਮੇ ਦਾ ਜਾਂ ਪਸ਼ੂ ਪੰਛੀਆਂ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਫਰਕ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਵਿਵੇਕ ਬੁੱਧੀ ਰੱਖੀ ਹੋਈ ਹੈ ਝੂਠ ਸੱਚ ਦਾ ਨਿਰਣਾ ਕਰ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਆਪਣਾ ਪਵਿੱਤ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਜਨਮ ਹੈ ਇਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਇਹ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਬਣਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਉਹ ਅਨਸਾਨ ਦਾ ਜਾਮਾ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਇਟ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਲਾ ਆਫ ਦ ਨੇਚਰ ਐਸ ਸੁਪਰੀਮ ਫਾਦਰ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਯੂਸ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਦ ਨੇਚਰ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਸਪਲਾਈਜ਼ ਦ ਫੂਡ ਟੂ ਦ ਹੰਗਰੀ ਐਂਡ ਵਾਟਰ ਟੂ ਦ ਥਰਸਟੀ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਕਾਲ ਇਟ ਨੇਚਰ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਕਾਲ ਇਟ ਕ੍ਰੀਏਟਰ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਕਾਲ ਇਟ ਲਾਰਡ but it is all the same thing it is the law of nature to supply the food to the hungry and water to the thirsty and that nature or almighty lord or the creator is self existing it does not need anybody's support to exist it is existing by itself and it is all powerful it is almighty whether you believe in the existence of almighty lord or not but still he will continue doing the job which he is supposed to do and graciously that almighty lord or nature has given us the human birth the human body in this human body we have to think that how we are superior than the other creatures than the other living beings in this creation you know that even the birds and animals also have the body like we do all the other creatures also have some kind of body and they also suffer the unhappiness pains and they enjoy the happiness like we do since they also have the body they also experience the heat cold and all the things like we do and there is no difference in that way the birds and animals also indulge with each other and they also have the children like we the human beings do so if we have wasted our human body in doing all the pursuits in doing all the things which the other creatures the birds and animals do if we waste our time in sleeping eating enjoying and suffering like the other bodies do it means that we are in no way superior to them because even those bodies also are able to do the things which we are involved in so there is no way we can say that we are superior than the other beings and the other creatures if there is any difference between our birth and the birth of the other animals and birds that is that god has given us the power of discrimination he has given us intellect and we have to think that using our discrimination we have to think that what is the thing which we can do and those bodies cannot do the only thing which we can do and the others cannot do is the devotion of lord and god has given us this human birth which is a precious opportunity in which we have to think about almighty lord that who has created us and what we can do for him the only thing which we can do and the other creatures the birds animals and the other living beings cannot do is the devotion of lord god has given us that precious opportunity to spend our life in doing the search for god and doing his devotion ਸੰਤਾਏ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਰਿਖੀ ਮੁਨੀ ਪੀਰ ਪਕੰਬਰ ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਇਸ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਅੰਦਰ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਹੁਕਮ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਏ ਉਹ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰੰਗਿਆ ਨੇ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਦੀ ਦਸ ਪਾਈ ਉਹਦੇ ਮਿਲਣ ਦੇ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਫਾਇਦੇ ਦੱਸੇ ਸੇਜਦ ਉਹ ਮਾਲਕ ਦੇ ਪਿਆਰੇ ਇਸ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਵਿੱਚ ਚਲੇ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਉੱਤੇ ਸਮਾਜ ਖੜਾ ਕਰ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਕੌਮ ਬਣਾ ਲੈਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਕੇਮ ਇਨ ਦਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਕੇਮ ਮੈਨੀ 
incarnations and great souls came in this world and they told us about how to do the devotion of the Lord. They gave us that love of God which they brought and they taught us how to do the devotion of the Lord. But when they left the body, what we did, we people formed an organization or a religion in their name and we started misunderstanding the teachings which they gave us and in that name we created a religion and we got involved in the outer rites and rituals. Mahatma Sanu Pyardinal Dasya अगर कोई बच्चा आज तो 4000 साल पहला पैदा होया ओनो भी माता-पिता दे आज दे बच्चियां जैसी ही लोड है अगर कोई आज बच्चा पैदा हुंदा है उसनो भी माता-पिता दी जरूरत है दूध दी जरूरत है देखभाल दी जरूरत है इसे तरह अगर पीछे जो आत्मा ए संसार मंडल दे उते आया अगर ओना नु गुरु पकंबर दी पीर दी लोड पई तो आज जो आत्मा इस मंडल दे विच बेचेरियां हण ओना वास्ते उतना ही जरूरी है ਕਿਸੇ ਸੰਤ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਜਾਣਾ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਦੇ ਪਹਿਲੇ ਵਕਤ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸੀ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਸਰਿੰਗਲੀ ਐਕਸਪਲੇਨ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਥੈਟ ਅ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਹੂ ਵਾਸ ਬੋਰਨ ਅਬਾਊਟ 4000 ਇਅਰਸ ਅਗੋ ਔਰ 5000 ਇਅਰਸ ਅਗੋ ਨੀਡਡ ਦ ਪੇਰੈਂਟਸ ਹੀ ਨੀਡਡ ਦ ਮਿਲਕ ਹੀ ਨੀਡਡ ਦ ਮਦਰ ਐਂਡ 올 ਦ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਹੂ ਇਸ ਬੋਰਨ ਟੂਡੇ ਆਲਸੋ ਨੀਡਸ ਦ ਸੇਮ ਥਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਇਟ ਇਸ ਇਕੁਅਲੀ ਇੰਪੋਰਟੈਂਟ ਫਾਰ ਹਿਮ ਐਸ ਇਟ ਵਾਸ ਫਾਰ ਦ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਹੂ ਵਾਸ ਬੋਰਨ 4000 ਇਅਰਸ ਔਰ 5000 ਇਅਰਸ ਅਗੋ ਇਨ ਦ ਸੇਮ ਵੇ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਹੂ ਵਰ ਬੋਰਨ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਇਨ ਦ ਪਾਸਟ ਐਸ ਦੇ ਨੀਡਡ to go in the company of the perfect living masters of those of that time in the same way it is equally important for the souls who are living at this time in this world to go in the company of some perfect living master and do the devotion of lord as it was important for the souls who came in the past sant mahatma nu eh sansar de vich aake kuch sachai diyan gallan batauniya pendiyan han kyunki assi lok khud daddu di tarah koi baithe han is tarah khud da daddu si ਉਹਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਦਾ ਹੰਸ ਚਲਿਆ ਗਿਆ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਤੂੰ ਕੌਣ ਹੈ ਖੂ ਦਾ ਡੱਡੂ ਪੁੱਛਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਦਾ ਹੰਸ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਮੈਂ ਗਰੀਬ ਹੰਸ ਹਾਂ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਦਾ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਉਹ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਕੁ ਬੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਕਿ ਉਹ ਕਾਫੀ ਬੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸਨੇ ਛੋਟਾ ਜਿਹਾ ਚੱਕਰ ਕੱਟਿਆ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਐਡਾ ਬੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਇਸ ਤੋਂ ਵੀ ਬੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨੇ ਕੂਏ ਦੇ ਅੱਧ ਤੱਕ ਹੋਰ ਚੱਕਰ ਕੱਟਿਆ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਾ ਹੋਰ ਐਡਾ ਵੱਡਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਇਸ ਤੋਂ ਵੀ ਵੱਡਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਆਖਰ ਡੱਡੂ ਨੂੰ ਗੁੱਸਾ ਆਇਆ ਉਸਨੇ ਛਲਾਂਗ ਲਗਾਈ ਮਹਲ ਦੇ ਦੂਸਰੇ ਪਾਸੇ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਹੋਰ ਐਡਾ ਵੱਡਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਤੂੰ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਾਥ ਚੱਲ ਮੈਂ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਦਿਖਾ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹਾਂ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਕਰੋੜਾ ਅਰਬਾਂ ਹੀ ਐਡੇ ਐਡੇ ਕੂਏ ਤਾਂ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸਮਾ ਜਾਣ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਬਹੁਤ ਵੱਡਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਹੁਣ ਖੂ ਦਾ ਡੱਡੂ ਬਾਹਰ ਤਾਂ ਨਿਕਲਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਤਿਆਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀਗਾ ਨਾ ਹੰਸ ਵਿਚਾਰੇ ਦੀ ਗੱਲ ਮੰਨਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਤਿਆਰ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਾ ਇਸੇ ਬੜਾ ਹੋ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਕਦਾ ਦਾ ਤੂੰ ਝੂਠ ਬੋਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਬੇਈਮਾਨ ਹੈ ਇਹੀ ਹਾਲਤ ਸਾਡੇ ਖੂ ਦੇ ਡੱਡੂ ਵਾਲੀ ਹੈ ਸਾਡੇ ਛੋਟੇ ਛੋਟੇ ਖਿਆਲ ਹੈ ਛੋਟੇ ਛੋਟੇ ਦਿਮਾਗ ਹੈ ਜੋ ਗੱਲ ਸਾਡੀ ਸਮਝ ਨਾ ਆਵੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਮੰਨਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਹੀ ਤਿਆਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਜਿਸ ਸਮਾਜ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਵਿਚਰ ਰਹੇ ਹਾਂ ਇਹੀ ਠੀਕ ਹੈ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਸਮਝਾਉਂਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਜਿਸ ਵੀ ਸਮਾਜ ਵਿੱਚ ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਦਿਲ ਮੰਨੇ ਮਰਜੀ ਰਹੋ ਸਮਾਜ ਜਿਤਨੇ ਵੀ ਹਨ ਇਹ ਇੱਕ ਕਾਲਜਾਂ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੈ ਸਕੂਲਾਂ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੈ ਡਿਗਰੀ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਕਰਨੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਇੱਕ ਕਿਸਮ ਦਾ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਉੱਪਰ ਚੱਲ ਕੇ ਟੀਚਰ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਪਹੁੰਚਣਾ ਹੈ ਜਿੱਥੋਂ ਕਿ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਡਿਗਰੀ ਮਿਲਣੀ ਹੈ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਪਹੁੰਚਣ ਦੀ ਸੋ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਆਪੋ ਆਪਣੇ ਬੋਲੇ ਬੋਲੋ ਆਪੋ ਆਪਣੇ ਸਮਾਜ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹੋ ਕੀ ਕਰੋ ਕਿ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਜਿਸਮ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦੁੱਧ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕੀਵ ਹੈ ਮਹਿੰਦੀ ਦੇ ਪੱਤਰਾਂ ਦੇ ਅ
ਬਗੈਰ ਜੁਗਤੀ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਨਕਾਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਕਦੇਗੇ ਬੇਸ਼ੱਕ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਡੇ ਜਿਸਮ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਅਸੀਂ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੇ ਆਪ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰ ਸਕਦੇਗੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਮਤ ਕੋ ਭਰਮ ਭੁੱਲੇ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਗੁਰਬਿਨ ਕੋਈ ਨਾ ਉਤਰ ਸਪਾਰ ਸੈਂਟਨ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਹੈਸ ਟੂ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦ ਟਰੂ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਮੇਬੀ ਇਟ ਮੇ ਸਾਊਂਡ ਬੀਟਰ ਟੂ ਅਸ ਬਟ ਸਟਿਲ ਸਿੰਸ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਲਿਬਰੇਟ ਆਵਰ ਸੋਲਸ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦ ਰਿਐਲਿਟੀ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਬਿਕਮ ਲਾਈਕ ਦ ਫਰੌਗਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਵੈਲ ਦੇ ਯੂਸ ਟੂ ਲਿਵ ਅ ਫਰੌਗ ਇਨ ਦ ਵੈਲ ਐਂਡ ਵਨਸ ਦ ਸਵਾਨ ਆਫ ਦ ਓਸ਼ਨ ਵਿਜ਼ਿਟਡ ਦ ਵੈਲ ਦੈਟ ਫਰੌਗ asked the swan that who he was that swan said that i am a poor creature swan of the ocean and i have come to visit you now that frog had never been out of that well and he did not have any idea that how big the ocean is so he asked the swan that tell me how big the ocean is swan said that it is a very big place the ocean is very big but the frog did not understand that he did not want to believe in that because he had not seen the ocean so he jumped a little bit and said that tell me is it as big as this distance i have covered swan said that no this is very small the ocean is very big in comparison to what you have covered then the frog covered almost half the distance of the well and asked the swan if the ocean measured that much but swan said that no dear one the ocean is very big much bigger than what you can even think now that frog lost his patience and he finally jumped to the other side of the well and asked the swan that now you tell me is it as big as the well swan said that dear one how can i tell you it is very big it is so big that millions and billions of wells can go into that ocean it is a very big thing and it is worth seeing it now that frog of the well did not believe in what the swan was saying and he had never been out of that well and he was very he had very limited intellect so he did not want to accept what the swan was saying so he got upset at swan and said that you are making fool out of me how can it be bigger than the well so our condition is also like that frog of the well we have limited intellect we have limited amount of brain and power of thinking the things which we do not come in our understanding the things which we do not understand we don't want to accept that when the saints and mahatmas come in this world and lovingly tell us about our reality and about our going back to the real home we are not ready to listen to them because we say that the religion or the community or the society in which we are living is the best and we do not need to change it we do not need to leave this and do the other things we do not open our mind up to the teachings of the masters and that is why we do not understand and accept the reality we say that whatever we are doing whatever practices we are doing they are the best and we don't need to do anything else saints and mahatmas lovingly tell us that the religions which we have joined or the communities or the society in which we are living is just like going to the school or colleges but going to the school and colleges is not enough you have to go even more you have to get the education you have to study and finally get the degree so getting the degree or completing the education and putting it in the practical form is like getting the nomination from the perfect living master as we have joined the schools of thought and the colleges <coughs> of religion we have to gain the real knowledge from all what we are reading and eventually go to the perfect living master who can give us the real knowledge of god and who can give us the degree with which we can go back to the real home of god so saints and mahatmas lovingly tell us that unless you go to the master who himself has attained this degree who himself has practiced this path you cannot get the real devotion of god guru nanak sahib says that no one should remain in the illusion without the master there is no liberation kabir sahib pehle sant hai jo is sansar mandal te aaye 
ਜਿਹੜੇ ਇਨਸਾਨੀ ਜਾਮੇ ਤੋਂ ਕਦੇ ਥੱਲੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਗਏ ਉਹ ਸਤਜੋ ਤ੍ਰੇਤਾ ਦੁਆਪਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਰ ਕਲਯੁਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਏ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਜਿਸ ਯੁਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਨਾਮ ਦੇ ਕੇ ਗਏ ਸਤ ਅਨੁਰਾਗ ਸਾਗਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜੇ ਕਰਾਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਕਿ ਸਤ ਸਤਯੁਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਨਾਮ ਮੇਰਾ ਸਤ ਕਿਰਤ ਸੀ ਤ੍ਰੇਤੇ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਰਨਾ ਮੈਂ ਸੀ ਦੁਆਪਰ ਚ ਮਨਿੰਦਰ ਸੀ ਕਲਯੁਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਬੀਰ ਨਾਮ ਪਿਆ ਆਪ ਆਪਣੀ ਬਾਣੀ ਚ ਲਿਖਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਬੀਰ ਹਰ ਦੀ ਭਗਤ ਬਿਨ ਕਬੀਰਾ ਗੁਰ ਦੀ ਭਗਤੀ ਬਿਨ ਰਾਜਾ ਗੱਦਾ ਹੋਏ ਮਾਟੀ ਲਦੇ ਕਮਾਰ ਕੀਤੇ ਕਾਸ ਨਾ ਡਾਰੇ ਕੋਈ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਵਾਸ ਦਾ ਫਰਸਟ ਸੇਂਟ ਟੂ ਕਮ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਕੇਮ ਇਨ ਆਲ ਦ ਫੋਰ ਏਜਸ ਨੈਵਰ ਵੈਂਟ ਬਿਲੋ ਦ ਹਿਊਮਨ ਬਾਡੀ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਬੋਰਨ ਇਨ ਦ ਹਿਊਮਨ ਫਾਰਮ ਐਂਡ ਇਨ ਆਰਡਰ ਟੂ ਸੇਵ ਹਿਸ ਸੋਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਲਿਬਰੇਟ ਹਿਸ ਸੋਲਸ ਹੀ ਟੂਕ ਮੈਨੀ ਇਨਕਾਰਨੇਸ਼ਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਪੀਪਲ ਹੂਮ ਹੀ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਟਡ ਐਂਡ ਹਾਊ ਹੀ ਲਿਬਰੇਟਡ ਥੈਮ ਦ ਅਕਾਊਂਟ ਆਫ ਆਲ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਰਿਟਨ ਇਨ ਹਿਸ ਬੁੱਕ ਅਨੁਰਾਗ ਸਾਗਰ ਔਰ ਦ ਓਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਲਵ in which he says that i came in all the four ages golden age copper age silver age copper age and in the iron age in the golden age my name was satsukit and in the silver age my name was karunamay in the copper age i was called by the name munindar and in the iron age my name was kabir in his writings kabir had written that o kabir without the devotion of the master even a king is like a donkey who carries the mud for the potter ਮੈਂ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਦੇ ਇੱਕ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਦੀ ਘਟਨਾ ਸੁਣਾਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਆਪਣੇ ਲਿਖੀ ਹੋਈ ਰਸੀਦ ਦੱਸਣਾ ਹੈ ਅਜਤਨ ਸਵਾਤਨ ਸੋ ਸਾਲ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਮੁਗਲ ਖਾਨਦਾਨ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਔਰੰਗਜੇਬ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਹੋਇਆ ਉਹ ਸੁੰਨੀ ਮੁਸਲਮਾਨ ਸੀ ਉਹਨੇ ਆਪਣੇ ਮਜਬ ਨੂੰ ਸਮਾਜ ਨੂੰ ਵਧਾਉਣ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਕੋਈ ਕਸਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਛੱਡੀ ਬੜੀ ਕਤਲੋਗਾਰਤ ਕੀਤੀ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਲਾਲਚ ਵੀ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਇਥੋਂ ਤੱਕ ਕਿ ਹਿੰਦੂਆਂ ਦੇ ਮੰਦਰ ਟੁਆ ਕੇ ਮਸੀਤਾਂ ਉਸਾਰ ਦਿੱਤੀਆਂ ਕਈ ਹਿੰਦੂ ਪਰੰਪਰਾ ਦੇ ਮੁਤਾਬਕ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਸ਼ਹਿਰਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਸੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਨਾਮ ਬਦਲ ਕੇ ਮੁਸਲਮਾਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਇਸ਼ਰਾ ਦੇ ਮੁਤਾਬਕ ਨਾਮ ਵੀ ਰੱਖੇ ਉਹਨੇ ਵੱਧ ਤੋਂ ਵੱਧ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਰਾਜ ਕੀਤਾ 27 ਸਾਲ ਰਾਜ ਕੀਤਾ ਬੜਾ ਸ਼ਕਤੀਸ਼ਾਲੀ ਰਾਜਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਔਰ ਜਦੋਂ ਦਾ ਅੰਤ ਸਮਾਂ ਆਇਆ ਉਸ ਨੇ ਇੱਕ ਰਸੀਦ ਲਿਖੀ ਜੋ ਬਾਬਾ ਵਿਸ਼ਨਦਾਸ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਆਮ ਤੌਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਸੁਣਾਇਆ ਕਰਦੇ ਸਨ ਉਹ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਸੀ ਕਿ ਇਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੋਈ ਸ਼ੱਕ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੈਂ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਦਾ ਸ਼ਹਿਨਸ਼ਾਹ ਰਿਹਾ ਹਾਂ ਮੈਂ ਹਕੂਮਤ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਮੈਂ ਇਸ ਆਪਣੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੋਈ ਨੇਕ ਪਾਕ ਅੱਛਾ ਕਰਮ ਨਾ ਕਰ ਸਕਿਆ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੇਰੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਸਰਕਾਰ ਮਾਰ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਅੰਦਰੋਂ ਆਤਮਾ ਇਹ ਵੀ ਕਹਿ ਰਹੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਹੁਣ ਪਸਤਾਉਣ ਦਾ ਕੀ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਹੋ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਰੀਰ ਨੂੰ ਕੋਈ ਵੀ ਹੱਥ ਨਾ ਲਾਵੇ ਮੇਰਾ ਲੜਕਾ ਅੱਜ ਨਹੀਂ ਮੇਰੇ ਸਰੀਰ ਨੂੰ ਦਫਨਾਏ ਮੇਰਾ ਨੌਕਰ ਆਇਆ ਬੇਗ ਹੈ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਇੱਕ ਬਟੂਆ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ 4 ਰੁਪਏ 2 ਆਨੇ ਹੈ ਜੋ ਮੇਰੀ ਸਾਰੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਦੀ ਨੇਕ ਕਮਾਈ ਹੈ ਸਭ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਤੇ ਮੈਂ ਜਦ ਦਫ਼ਤਰ ਦੇ ਕੰਮ ਤੋਂ ਵਿਹਲਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸੈ ਉਦੋਂ ਟੋਪੀਆਂ ਬਣਾਉਂਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਸੈ ਇਹ ਮੇਰੀ ਉਹ ਨੇਕ ਕਮਾਈ ਜੋ ਬਚੀ ਹੈ ਇਹ 4 ਰੁਪਏ ਦੋਆਂ ਨੇ ਉਹ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਦਾ ਮੋਟਾ ਜਾਂ ਖੱਦਰ ਦਾ ਕਫਨ ਲਿਆਉਣਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਪਾਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਮੇਰੇ ਜਨਾਜਾ ਜਿੱਥੋਂ ਦੀ ਲੰਘੇ ਕੋਈ ਦਰੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਵਿਛਾਉਣੀ ਦੀ ਕੋਈ ਰਾਗ ਰੰਗ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਨਾ ਰਾਗ ਦਾ ਮੈਂ ਦੁਸ਼ਮਣ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਸੰਗੀਤ 
बिलाल में नफरत कर रहे हैं और मेरी कबर छंगड़े जंगल के अंदर खोदनी है मेरी कबर के उत्ते कोई निशानी नहीं बनानी जी कोई मकबरा नहीं बनाना गा अगर कोई निशानी रखनी ही होवे तो कच्चिया आइटा ना चबूदरा बना दियो मेरी कबर पे कोई درخت ना लायो क्योंकि जिस आदमी ने कोई नेक काम ना कीता होवे वो कह लगया कि पापी आदमी दा हक नहीं गा कि درخت दी छां भी मान सके और जब मैं मेरे कबर दे विच देओ मेरा मुंह मिट्टी दे नाल ना कटियो नंगा रवे मैं नु किसी ने दसया होया है कि अगर नंगे सिर परमात्मा दे पास जाए तो हो सकता है उस दे गुनाह बख्शे जान और मेनू हुन पता लगदा है कि मैं नेक पाक कोई कम नहीं कीतागा सो ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਹ ਦੇਖ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੋ ਇੱਕ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਸ਼ਹਿਨਸ਼ਾਹ ਦੇ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਦੇ ਸ਼ਕਤੀਸ਼ਾਲੀ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਦੇ ਆਖਰੀ ਵਕਤ ਕੀ ਖਿਆਲ ਸਨ ਉਸ ਨੇ ਬਹੁਤ ਸਾਰੇ ਸੰਤ ਸਾਧੂ ਕਤਲ ਕਰਵਾਏ ਸਨ ਕਿ ਮੁਹੰਮਦ ਤੋਂ ਬਗੈਰ ਕੋਈ ਪੀਰ ਪਕੰਬਰੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋ ਸਕਦਾਗਾ ਹੁਣ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਖੁਦ ਸੋਚ ਕੇ ਦੇਖ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੋ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਲੋਕ ਟੇਕ ਤਾਂ ਬਣ ਲੈਨੇ ਹਾਂ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਟੇਕ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਕੋਈ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾਗਾ ਆਖਰ ਦੇ ਵਕਤ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਸ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਦੇ ਦੇਖ ਸਕਦੇ ਹੋ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਜੋ ਵਸੀਤ ਸੀ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਇੱਕ ਮੌਲਵੀ ਸੀਗਾ ਹਿਮਾਉਦੀ ਜਿਸ ਨੇ ਲਿਖੀ ਔਰ 218 ਪੰਨੇ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਇਹ ਦਰਜ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਕਿਤਾਬ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਔਰ 163 ਤੱਕ ਇਹ ਲਿਖੀ ਹੋਈ ਹੈ ਬਾਬਾ ਵਿਸ਼ਨਦਾਸ ਆ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਇਹ ਵਸੀਤ ਸੁਣਾਉਂਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸਨ ਆਈ ਵਿਲ ਟੈਲ ਯੂ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਔਰੰਗਜ਼ੇਬ ਦੀ ਮੁਗਲ ਐਮਪਰਰ ਇਨ ਇੰਡੀਆ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਮਾਈਟੀ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਪਾਵਰਫੁਲ ਕਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਵਾਸ ਮੋਸਟ ਪਾਵਰਫੁਲ ਅਮੰਗ ਦੀ ਮੁਗਲ ਐਮਪਰਰਸ ਹੂ ਰੂਲਡ ਓਵਰ ਇੰਡੀਆ he ruled for about 47 years which was the longest period longer than anybody else in india he was very powerful he was muslim sunni muslim and in order to spread his religion the muslim religion he did many things he demolished the temples of the hindus and made the mosque of the muslims there he killed many people and he forcibly changed the religions of the people because he wanted that his religion should grow and prosper and all the other religions should not exist <coughs> he killed many saints and mahatmas of those time of that time and he did a lot of things because he was very fond of spreading his religion and he wanted that in this world at least in his empire only his religion should be practiced and nobody else should do any other kind of devotion or any other one should believe in any other kind of religion so he did so many things which were very bad he killed many people only in the name of the religion but when his end time came he wrote his will the last word which prohibition does he often used to tell me that what he wrote in his last word i would like to tell you that in his last will his last words he said that no doubt everyone knows that i was the emperor of this vast empire and i had <coughs> done so many things and i was the owner of this whole country the whole whole empire but i would like to say what i feel at this time of my life when i am about to leave the body i want to share my thoughts with the people so that people would learn that what they should do in their lifetime he wrote in his will or in his last words that as everyone knows that i never did any good thing i never did any good deed in my life that is why i am not worthy that anyone should give any special attention or special care to my dead body 
no one should come and pay homage to my body because I am not worthy of that. I never did any good thing in my life. My son Ajam should only touch my body and do all the last rites. And no state money should be spent on my funeral because that does not belong to me since I did not work for it. My servant Ayabeg has about 4 rupees and 2 anas, a very small amount of money. And that is my own earned money. As everyone knows that after doing my office work in my spare time, I used to make the hats and sell in the market. And from that money, whatever is left over, that should be spent in buying a very thick piece of cloth, which, would, which should be used for my funeral, for my last life. And when you will take me to the graveyard, you should not play any kind of music or you should not put the carpets on the ground, on the road through which they will take me because I am not worthy of that. I do not deserve all these things, so you should not spend any money on this and you should not do all these things. No music should be played because I don't like it and I am not, I don't deserve that. And you should make my grave in a very dense forest where nobody could reach very easily. And don't make any permanent tomb or any place of remembrance because I am a sinner and I don't want that people should remember me and continue doing their sins. You should not plant any tree near my grave because a sinner does not deserve even the shade of the tree. And don't cover my face because I have heard that if you go in front of Almighty Lord with your naked face, it is possible that God may forgive you your sins. So these were the last words of Aurangzeb which were written in 163 pages of one book Amalvi, whose name was Humayuddin, wrote this last will of Aurangzeb and Baba Vishwanath used to give that book to me to read that very often. He even wrote in his last words that I killed so many people in the name of Prophet Muhammad and I used to tell people that there is no one in this world equal to Prophet Muhammad and everyone should believe in him and everyone should devote themselves to Prophet Muhammad. I killed many saints and Mahatmas of my present time, but now I realize that I did not do a good thing because Prophet Muhammad and the other past masters are not going to come to help me. So those who rely on the masters of the past, they repent in the end. And even a great emperor like Aurangzeb had to repent and he realized that it was his mistake and that is why he wrote this word for the benefit of the other people. <laughs> ਕੇ ਨਾਮ ਤੋਂ ਬਗੈਰ ਬੜੇ ਬੜੇ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਰਾਜੇ ਇਹ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਦੇ ਤੋਂ ਰੋਂਦੇ ਗਏ ਹੈ ਤੇ ਜਿੱਦੇ ਵੀ ਮਰਜ਼ੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਮਾਜ ਵਿੱਚ ਪੈਦਾ ਹੋ ਜਾਓ ਸੇਂਸ ਐਂਡ ਮਹਾਤਮਾ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੀਨ ਟੂ ਟੈਲ ਸਟੋਰੀਜ਼ ਫਰਮ ਦ ਹਿਸਟਰੀ ਦੀ ਓਨਲੀ ਪਰਪਸ ਆਫ ਦੈਟ ਸੇਇੰਗ ਆਲ ਦੀ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਦੈਟ ਦੇ ਵਾਂਟ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡ ਐਂਡ ਰਿਅਲਾਈਜ਼ ਦੈਟ ਐਕਸੈਪਟ ਫਾਰ ਦ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਨਾਮ देयर ਇਜ਼ ਨੋ देयर ਇਜ਼ ਨਥਿੰਗ ਵਿਚ ਕੈਨ ਹੈਲਪ ਅਸ ਈਵਨ ਦ ਗ੍ਰੇਟ ਐਮਪਰਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਕਿੰਗਸ ਦੋਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਦ ਨਾਮ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਐਂਡ ਦੋਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਡੂ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਨਾਮ ਹੈਡ ਟੂ ਰਿਪੈਂਟ ਵੈਨ ਦੇ ਲੈਫਟ ਦ ਬੋਡੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ And our closing bhajan is Sanchi's bhajan Data Ji Kite Gyo on page 108. O giver, where have you gone? O beloved, where have you gone? O gardener, 
After decorating this garden with your own hands, after planting these saplings, you should not have left us. O Protector, had we known you would take so much time, we would have gone with you. Why would we endure so much pain? Now the ship of the world is wavering. Who can take it across to the other shore except you, the giver of happiness? Hearing the plea of Ajab, come and remove the pain of the suffering ones. O owner of the Sangat, make us have the beautiful darshan. O giver, where have you gone? O beloved, where have you gone? A bhajan of Sanchis on page 108. Data ji kite gyo paritumma ve kite gyo data ji kite gyo paritumma ve kite gyo ate apne bagas jaake ape chue bhute lake Ati apni bagas jake, ape tue bute lake, ne si chad jana sanumaliave, ne si chad jana sanumaliave, kitegio dataji, kitegio. Paritumave Kana du ede, duke de utande. Jechirlona si rakavaliave. Jechirlona si rakavaliave. Kitegio dataji. Kitegio paritumave. Kitegio dataji. Kitegio paritumave. Kitegio honatadole jagadebeda. Banelave hora honakeda. Honatadole jagadebeda. Banelave. Hora huna keda, tere pajo kona bachave, tere pajo kona bachave, kushahaliave, kitegio dataji, kitegio paritumave, kitegio dataji. Kitegio paritumave, kitegio sunfariada hajaiba diavi, ake dukia da 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 metavi, 
सुन फरियाद अजायब दियावी आखे डुकिया तदाद दामतावी सोना आखे दाद शाद काजा सोना आखे दाद शाद काजा संगत दे आवे कीते गियो दाता जी कीते गियो परितुमावे कीते गियो दाता जी कीते गियो परितुमावे कीते गियो ओ गिवर वेयर हैव यू गॉन ओ बिलवेड वेयर हैव यू गॉन May God continue to bless us all.